this week on an erotic awakening anonymous event obedience app and shout outs welcome to erotic awakening an exploration of all things erotic if you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law we recommend you stop listening right now the erotic awakening podcast is grateful to the support of our patrons who receive ad-free early access to podcasts as well as other perks Thank you to all of our supporters and our new supporter, one of which is Jace. As well as Minx, who took advantage of our new yearly discount. Yearly discount, you said? It's a new thing. Awesome. I didn't even know it was a thing. And Minx said, hey, I want to sign up for a year. So, cool. Well, thank you, Minx, and thank you, Jace. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Take 17. Oh, my gosh. Well, you mispronounced erotic awakening <laughs> the first time. Yes. And then we stumbled over words before we were even this far in. And then, and then, and then and a then. phone call. I and then, <laughs> so. All of this over the past five minutes. But we're going to do it this time. We are. Today on the podcast, we have some great conversations coming up. We are attending in January an event called Anonymous. And we spoke with the producers of that event, and we're going to find all about what it's like to have a power exchange-focused event. That's going to be fantastic. Indeed. And we also spoke with somebody who, a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned the Obedience app. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just have not been taking time to figure out what it is, but I keep hearing people saying how great it is. So we got an interview with somebody who's actually actively using the app. They're not associated with it. They're just a fan of it. So we get you can find out about the Obedience app. Cool. But first, we have to talk about new fetishes. We have four new, and we're still in the A's. Um, and even before that, though, very first thing we're going to do, Don, is uh, this week we are for the kind of for the Thanksgiving thing. We said to our podcast uh, listeners, mm, our patrons, well, specifically the patrons that, hey, what do you want to send a shout out about? Um, everybody likes to hear it when they sign up for the newsletter. But what else do you want to hear your, your a shout out about? And we did have a couple people respond. So uh, Minotaurus is one of those, and Minotaurus is one of our patrons and, you know, comes to a lot of our workshops and participates in Discord, you know, and all that type of stuff. And um, he is from the Canadian area. He is in the Canadian area. <laughs> Canadian area. from a different country altogether. And his shout out is to the Kingsters in British Columbia who were impacted by the flooding last Monday. And I just looked at the news and it sounds like they're still getting storms and flooding. And he says, for those that do not know, currently there is no landway from Vancouver, the lower mainland to the rest of Canada without crossing into the U.S. All highways have been washed away and it's supposed to take months to fix them. And like I said, I just looked this up and it looks like there's still going through this, uh, more storms coming in. So uh, thank you, Minotaurus, for your shout out to the Kingsters in British Columbia. And our thoughts are certainly with those people impacted by that. Indeed. And then the other peach, the other uh, <laughs> shout out we have is uh, very kind of sweet. Peachy said, I want to send a shout out to amazing educators, Dan and Dawn. <laughs> so uh, she said, she has so much gratitude for the time, energy, and passion that we put into this. And uh, she said that's what she wanted to do for a shout-out. Well, who are we to argue? So, and that we are truly inspiring. So that's kind of cool. So, Pete, you're getting ready to say something? I was just going to say, <laughs> as, as nice as it is, you know, there's a lot of ways that you could tell us thank you. One mm -hmm. of them being 
Uh, and certainly we dig being invited to events and we appreciate when people buy the books or support us on Discord. And I don't want to understate how valuable that is, that energetic exchange mm-hmm. um, for the time and energy that we're putting in. But just the randomly dropping the one line or say, hey, I appreciate the energy you guys are putting in her. Oh, that's a great idea. That's worked out really well for us. Thanks for mentioning it. Or to see on a Reddit thread, somebody <laughs> recommend our book. Um, you know, things like that. Just the, They just make you feel good, make you want to keep giving this stuff away. So absolutely, absolutely. So thank you, Minotaurus and Peachy. We love having you as patrons and glad you uh, spoke up with your shout outs. You could get a shout out as well. At least you could get your name shouted out as well as keep up with our events, book news, discounts, and even more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. So head of, oh, wait. They get shout-outs. We have shout-outs. Awesome. We do. We do. <laughs> so get your EA shout-out. Um, those must be dropping into my spam, but you're keeping up with them. I That's am good. doing my best. Awesome. So we have Natty from Georgia. Cass from Parts Unknown. Malcolm from Australia. Carlos from El Salvador. El Salvador. How cool. I think that's a first. And Melissa from Indiana. Now, Malcolm from Australia, um, that's cool as well. Just because Dawn said, oh, El Salvador, that's so cool. No, it's just that that's it's, a first. We, we, it is we a have first. beautiful El- supporters in Australia. We do. And actually, we had some fantastic supporters from Australia send us the Australia to English Dictionary, Dictionary some time ago. Yes. Apparently, I, I think they were just being nice. I don't think, or we, <laughs> we might have been offensive. We don't know. So maybe they're just trying to give us a little message. Hey, get your Could stuff be. together. Could be. So um, head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today to get your shout out. So before we find out about Anonymous, the event, Don, mm-hmm. our first of the random fetish from the Bad Girls Bible is for you, and it is about anonymous. Not the event, but how do you feel about anonymous sex? Well, before I answer that, that's kind of cool because I just got a notice on my laptop that people are liking the picture on our Instagram. So we'll get to that in a second, too. So anonymous (laughs) sex, huh? A kink revolving around anonymous sexual encounters where one or both parties is unaware of the other's identity. Glory holes are a common Hmm. form of anonymous sex, but they are not the only form. I don't... No, go ahead. I was, you're pointing no, no. your finger. You're pointing your finger. Like you I don't know say. if you remember the anonymous sex that you've had. Do you remember the anonymous sex I've that you've had? I've had anonymous sex? You have. You talk about it all the time. Oh, it's one of your favorite the objectification uh, Absolutely. Room. Because I was actually going to say that I don't think I've ever experienced anonymous sex. I mean, I've at least gotten their name afterwards and no more things are popping into my head so yes i have had anonymous sex before but yeah you're right my favorite one is the objectification room which i actually talk about in our books sex stories and power exchange which you can get on amazon now you you know it's one of the real ones right so if you read sex stories and power exchange which is our second book and it's out on amazon um There's stories in there. There's a lot of mini stories in there, micro stories in there. And some of them are fake, not fake, but some of them are made up and some of them are true. And you're supposed to guess which ones are true and which ones aren't. 
the key that is hidden in the book is wrong now because we've made some of the fantasy mm-hmm. ones become truth. But anyway, the um, objectification room was phenomenal. Scared me to death. That was 2004, I think that was. Mm-hmm. So very long time ago. Our first Dark Odyssey that we went to. And um, they had advertised in their run book this thing called an objectification room where your face would be hidden, but your body would be naked on the bed. So like your face is behind a sheet, Mm -hmm. actually, right? So no one knows who you are and you can't see who's touching you. And I mean, they go through guidelines and you're allowed to put up hard limits. And, you know, they've got people that are guarding and make sure safer sex is being used and stuff like that. I mean, it was was phenomenal. But um, that was fucking hot. So, I'm going to suggest you're not a big fan of anonymous sex. Not usually. You liked that experience. I liked that experience. But we've been to events that have glory holes that you have not partaken in. And, you know, I don't know if it has to do with anonymous sex or if it has to do with safer sex. Mm. Right? So, it's very hard for me to have anonymous sex if I don't trust that they're going to use safer sex, which usually comes when I trust someone and learn who they are. So like a glory hole, mm-hmm. uh, if, if a guy's sticking his dick through a hole, it doesn't usually have a condom on it. I'm not going to put a condom on it before I suck him off, right? I don't know if he's allergic to latex. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if it, there's, there's too many variables, in those sorts of situations. But I do have on my naughty 101 list to be blindfolded. You know how they do this with KK, where sometimes there is someone on the table in the middle of the first dungeon, the big dungeon, mm-hmm. and people will put signs on that person and say, please touch here. Yep. You know, don't do this and this, but do all of this. And they're blindfolded. And that sounds really hot. I'm not sure to say that you are into anonymous sex or not. I would say not. Regardless, because since 2004, when you knew it was a thing, you haven't done much of it. Hasn't been much opportunity. Not there much has pre- never been an opportunity like that oh, ever but happen we, again. Bah, we create our own opportunities. We're usually in charge of whatever we're doing and don't have time for opportunities. But I, right get, now, I get what you're saying. I am picturing Peachy saying, hey, Sim, come here. Dan and Don are arguing about whether Don likes anonymous sex or not. <laughs> Well, I think I would have to have a partner. For me to do anonymous sex, it's I would have to have a partner to keep it safe. Okay, to be the, the watch guardian. Yeah, to be okay. the watch guardian. And hey, I've done that before. Let's do it this way. How about the hotel spanking, which Let's... is another story in that book. That was anonymous. I don't know the dude's name. You went with me to make sure I was safe at the hotel, though. Uh, I think I drove that, though. Here's here's the the clabberter. Uh, <laughs> We just Do had you? this talk today yes. that we don't know English anymore. <laughs> do you, when you fantasize, do you fantasize about anonymous sex? I do. I rest my case. So I do, but I, I do a very much so. Oh my God. A lot of my porn is about being taken into a, a place where people can just use me and absolutely. Okay. Well, I just don't know how to make it fetishers. happen and make it happen safely. What about you? Because I, I think I know your answer. The only th- the one thing that I can think of is at one of the events we went to it was not it was a twisted tryst. Mm-hmm. They had glory holes for women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty awesome. I will partake in that." I don't know how they do it. You know, where women could receive. Mm-hmm. Um 
And then when I saw what they had set up was, it was similar to a throne where um, a woman could sit on the seat and it would be open and somebody would lay underneath of it and that way they could orally pleasure the person who was Mm -hmm. sitting in the seat. That was fine. What they did, though, was they used a toilet as Mm -hmm. the seat. A toilet seat seat, yeah. And that did not so much... That kind of... uh, Detracted, Detracted. I was going to say soured, and that's a weird word to use for eating pussy. (laughs) Detracted from it for me. So I did not partake in that. I, To my knowledge, it is on my to-do list to have anonymous sex. I don't know that I've ever had anonymous sex. Because you mentioned sometimes, I think um, you said if you ever had like a um, a bucket list or something yeah. that you would like to have sex with someone and not know their name and, yep. you know, things like that. Because then there's no expectations or, or something. I think that's yep. what you've mentioned before. So don't mean to put words in your mouth. That's no, that's, <laughs> the, that's fair. <laughs> in your mouth. So, okay. So the next one. Yes, yes. Is aquaphilia. The fetish for water. I almost said water because I'm from the East Coast. <laughs> uh, fetish for water and having sex in or around water. This can extend to a fetish for swimwear or posing in water, even if it doesn't involve sexual activity. Pass. Really? Yeah, it doesn't do nothing for me. Okay. I won't say I have a fetish for it, but um, some of my earliest sexual experiences being from the East Coast and being young enough to not even know that you could get a hotel or something. Okay, not that young. I was 16, 17. In the water was yeah. how you could have sex and no one could really see you because you're underwater. So, that's hot. Fetish, though. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know about a fetish per se. So, I mean, you and I have done it in the swimming pool. But the, even then, I won't admit to that, even though I just did. <laughs> Things like that, right? So, a fetish, nah. Nah. All right, two more, and we will get to that interview with okay. uh, our two interviews that we have coming up. Um, Don, how do you feel about asphyxiation, the uh, dangerous kink dedicated to choking, smothering, and strangulation? So I'm not supposed to admit to this, but um, in the past, I have definitely liked breath play. I, I don't do it anymore. Uh, earlier today, I was talking to our uh, friend Kevin. And I said something along the lines of, uh, we were playing a computer game. And I, mm-hmm. I said, Kevin, Dawn wanted me to go do some stuff. So I just choked her out. Mm-hmm. That was not true. Right. No, it wasn't true. But um, um, Yeah, we, we, I think with it, we are aligned that we have done some. Asphyxiation. Well, see, I wouldn't call it asphyxiation. Oh, man, I guess I would have to call it that. We have done some of this play. And I wouldn't say we we don't do it anymore either, but I would say we are super cautious and we don't go to the point of choking out. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't do that, do that anymore. So no, there's a great, I do dig the power exchange aspect of covering your mouth and your mm-hmm. nose, you know, in just enough way that you can't breathe. But if you struggled enough, you just wipe my hand aside and you don't. Right. I like that power exchange aspect Mm-mm. of it. That's the kinky part. Okay, how about, uh, uh, man, I'm going to mispronounce this, autogenophilia. Tell me what that is. A kink where men present or dress as women. 
And then there's autoandrophilia, which is the arousal at the idea of being a man. Um, kink. kink where men present or dress as women. So, as a kink. Yeah, no, nope, doesn't do nothing for me. Yeah, neither one of those do anything for me. So, um, the autoandro, I wonder why they call it androphilia. As the arousal of the idea of being a man. Auto-androphilia. I thought an andro... I thought andro meant non-gendered. I thought it meant that you were turned on by data. (laughs) An android. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, And there we go. A couple of interviews to get to real quick. A single tentacle on boobs. A single tentacle on boobs. Hey, sometimes that happens. It does. So, well, we did have someone, and did I not write their name down? I did not. So, of course, someone sent the turkey stuffed with salad. Oh, of course. Yes, yes, yes. And then Traver sent a picture on Discord of a person, I actually couldn't tell, um, of a person of their bottom half underwater. Right? So it's like an underwater picture. And on one thigh was a tattoo of an octopus. Mm-hmm. And on the other thigh was a live octopus. Very cool. And that was really cool. So awesome. Awesome. And then you real know what? Quick. You need you... some food on boobs. I'm going to put a call out out there, peoples. Dan needs some food on boobs. Thanksgiving Christmas... passed with no turkey well, on boobs. Christmas. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving passed with no, no mashed potatoes on boobs. No. Cranberry. No cranberries. No sweet potatoes. But Christmas is coming up. There could be all kinds of Christmas stuff because there are Christmas turkeys and, and um, puddings and cakes and and pecan pie. Where does figgy pudding go? I've heard of figgy figging. pudding. That is Christmas. Anyway, oh, and Don... figging. Whoa, figging and figging and figgy pudding. Two different things. I'm not sure that they are. Completely. You actually, <laughs> as I try and drive us to this interview, but first I have to mention, Dawn. Yes. You have an egg. Okay. Yes. Okay. An you egg, pickle it. A chicken egg. You pickle it. Oh. And now okay. what's it called? Are we going to have this conversation? Yes, what's it called? Okay. So when you pickle an egg, it's a pickled egg. Okay. If you have a herring and you pickle it, what's it called? Pickled herring. Okay. If you have a cucumber and you pickle it, therefore, it should be called a pickled cucumber. But it's not. It's a pickle. I stand by the idea that pickles and cucumbers are totally different vegetables. No. <laughs> if you look on the ingredients, it says pickles. <laughs> But it's not the same as being around other people and interacting for an entire weekend. Fortunately, there's an event coming up called Anon MS that has, well, I think it has all the power exchange things, but I really, I'm not sure. Oh, not sure. I mean, I know we're presenting. I know we're presenting. (laughs) We're presenting, but we don't know. (laughs) So fortunately for us, we have the people associated with the event on the podcast today. They're going to tell us about Anon MS And let me start off by, and there's a lot of you on the call, which is fantastic. Let me start off by asking you to introduce yourselves. And let's just for fun, let's say alphabetically. And they didn't know that was coming, so that don't mess with them. Now they got to think. Now they got to think. Was it the real name or the fake name or go? (laughs) All right. 
I'll start. <laughs> I'll take the lead. Uh, I'm Randy, uh, my kitten's daddy on FET. And uh, we've been in the lifestyle for quite some time. Um, and we got into the, the DS, uh, MSDS relationship kind of by accident. Um, uh, we kind of played around with it even before we knew there was a, there was a thing called FET. Um, and once we started getting into it, uh, I had been mentioning it to my brother, who's also in the lifestyle. Um, and he was the one that pointed us towards FET life. And he said, you guys might want to check out this. There may be something you're interested in. And then the rest kind of fell into place. So, um, very cool. And, and what's your yeah. role with the event? Uh, I am the, uh, PR and, uh, and finance treasurer stuff. Right. Two very important roles. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I'll go up next. I'll go. Uh, my name is Dave or synonymous or Hey, you, um, <laughs> I'm the operations manager for the event. Basically I'm the guy who runs around and gets everything done while the event's going on. Um, my slave and I, Krista, who will probably be going next, uh, have been in the lifestyle for about, I want to say 10 years now um, and just enjoying it um, and having a great time. Krista, your turn. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have the same backstory. So, <laughs> so uh, I've been in the scene for 10 years. Um, I've been with my master just as long and I was, what, 19 when I entered the scene. So it's been a really big part of um, my life. And um, when it comes to anonymous, I mean, I, I do social media and we all really work as a team though. Like we're all in communication all the time, but we have our own little departments. So, um, but yeah, I'm Krista and Miss Anonymous on FET, on FET Life. And um, then we have Amy who's going to introduce herself. I know I was going to go after Randy. Sorry. This is Amy. Um, I am the web slave and tech kitten for anonymous. Um, and I am with my kitten's daddy and I am my daddy's little kitten on fat. So our names kind of do that little fun thing. So awesome. Which actually confuse us sometimes. <laughs> Very cool guys. So it, and now that is, that is that the whole team or do we have other people that aren't on the show today? Oh, that's, oh, all that's of us. it. That's all of us. All right. Very cool. Um, so let's start off with it. So how long has Anon been around? And or is it, So what is the actual name of the event? Let's start there. Uh, so the, the actual pronunciation is anonymous. Um, and that was a collaboration. We were trying to think of the names and it kind of just flowed out and then kind of got adjusted a little bit. And it seemed like it was it was perfect because most of the people in the lifestyle um, separate the lifestyle from IRL. So it kind of worked the whole uh, Anon and then we use the capital MS. So just kind of all fit. So yeah. So if you fit it together and that's funny that I hadn't figured that out. <laughs> anon MS. Anonymous. 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 Yeah, if exactly. it was a license tag, I would have figured it out. Exactly. <laughs> I'm happily so, to say I was outvoted on that name. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Don and I have run a few events at the time and we spend so much time trying to come up with a good name. Yep. It's like, well, you could have started the event two years ago, but I want a good name. That is true. So it, having a good name is a good thing. So um, 
let me start off by asking Dave, as the operations manager, what is that? How long has this event been around? Uh, this will be our second year coming up right now. Um, uh, so, what's up? Uh, and yeah, and we, so uh, yeah, second year. <laughs> and, and this is a real time event, right? Or is it, yes. is it real time slash 100% real time? Well, real time, IRL. Awesome. Um, what led you to say, damn, we need an event up here in Rhode Island that's based on power? Well, you know what? Let me back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. The event name Anon with the MS in it assumes to me that this is a power exchange based Suggest. event. Suggest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is that a fair assumption? Tell me that, about the event. That is a very fair assumption. And considering uh, this whole thing is actually my slave's baby, I'm going to kick it to her. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I would say the last MSC that happened is when I kind of thought of it because I have a lot of people or we have a lot of friends in the local scene that are like, Oh, I wish I could go, but you know, traveling that far is hard for us. Or I wish there was a local event where MS was kind of the main focus, but it's that there's none around here. We have a very uh, play focused scene around here, which is fine, but it's, uh, it's not the same. <laughs> so, um, I came back from MSC with a notebook full of ideas um, and I pitched it to uh, Amy and Randy and I was like, we need to do it now this year. <laughs> I just, we did it. It worked. So I'm happy it worked out. Very cool. And and for your first year, what kind of response did you get? Oh, honestly, it was overwhelmingly a good response. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, we had a lot of, people supporting the event and could that continue to so i'm really grateful for that very cool and one of the things that we were saying when we first started was you know a lot of a lot of events that we've talked to the uh the owners and the the people that started them said you know it's going to be real tough it's a financial drain and stuff so we said we were going to take it small and when we talked to our hotel um, it took about five minutes and we said, yeah, okay, um, we'll do a hotel buyout and, uh, you know, keeping it small and we'll, uh, we'll sign a contract for three years. Um, and we negotiated that to get a set price. But uh, surprisingly, once we did that, we started panicking because we only had a few months to get this together. And I was like, <laughs> being the, being the one person on the team um, that, really doesn't panic i was like all right i think we could do this and as it turned out um we literally broke even after our first event which everybody was saying that's with a hotel buyout that's not you know that's not a thing and that just pushes it off to the community that they were really you know it was something that was really needed in this area and uh yeah it, it inspired us it was it was like wow we did it and it was successful and everybody loved it and it was it was a good thing. Very cool. So when people come to Anonymous, when they come to the event, um, what can they expect structure-wise? Is it classes? Is it a party? Do you have high protocol things? You know, what is it that's what is it that's going on? So we based it on education. Um, so there is no play party. We do have entertainment. Um, you know, the first year we uh, we had a burlesque show. Um, and then we had a movie night 
and uh, we've had a we had a taster so people could go in and kind of get an idea of of all the different things that were going to be going on that night. Um, we did have a, a flogging lounge and a whip lounge the first year. Um, I believe we will have a whip lounge. So it's that that moment of you know, hey, I really need to take a break from classes. I can go to the whip lounge; it's open, and I can learn how to throw a whip. Or if I never tried it and I want to do it, I can do that. Um, we also uh, one of our friends opened up a what he called a quiet time lounge, um, which was one of the suites set off in the distance. And you could just go there. He had a bunch of uh, old books on the subject and he had it set up like a little lounge that you could go in like a little library, grab one of the books off the counter, sit down and relax and just get away from the hustle and bustle. Um, So fantastic, especially for an introvert like me. I like being around a couple hundred people for a while, but comes a point where I want that, that quiet rooms that sounds great and it's, it's like a library so you know in my head it tells me we should be bringing some of our books and maybe donate one to the library <laughs> way, to, <laughs> way to cross promote honey i'm down with that amy have you had anybody come up to you and say yeah this is a pretty cool event but uh be better with a play party how about you guys have a play party next year uh no no we we haven't had that uh we always say that we try to make it like msc or msg which both of those events do not have play parties as well. So we tell them that there are plenty of places around that if they need to go to a club, that they could go there. Very cool. So, uh, Krista, being you started at 19, and you said that was about 10 years ago. I'm not going to try and guess your age, but <laughs> um, are you having – do you see any – challenges around not the age range at the event and what i mean is um as i said don and i have run events and it can be a challenge to get the tng crowd excited about a power exchange event at least in our area in, in our, in our area. experience yeah. is that something you're having to deal with there um i would say that the age range is it's a little higher than my age um which is okay but we do have a a, a TNG group um you know i i've you know we've been going to MSC for for years obviously the last two that haven't existed but um in person but um you know we've we've made friends at TNG groups at media, at uh, cons we've been to so some of those people did you know travel to our con um, and we do have some local people that we we have that run a TNG meeting there. Um, so I think it's going to be a slower, um, how do I want to say it? Like it's, yeah, like a slower build to kind of get the TNG crowd into the power exchange, um, dynamics and stuff like that. But I think it's going to come around and now that it's local, it, it's a, it's a good opportunity for them to get educated in it. So. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. All right. As if I was, so as I go there for the, which literally, I guess we are, we're going in January. What's the dates for the event? We are the 28th through the 30th of January. Uh, January. Yep. And that's in uh, somewhere, a secret location in Rhode Island. <laughs> we're not secret. If you go to our webpage, the, the map is down at the bottom for the hotel. It's Hotel Providence. Um, it's down in downtown. Easy to get to. Uh, awesome. Our Website is anonym-s.com. So A-N-O-N-M-S.com. 
Fantastic. So as I go there for the first time, what's what's my experience showing up? Is it a bunch of, am I going to have challenges because I don't know anybody and everybody else is all friendly and clicky? Um, or is there like, a, I don't know, what, what's, what's my experience going to be like? Uh, well, when you first walk in, um, they do have valet parking because parking in, in Providence can be hellacious at best. Um, you walk through the door, you're, you're right in the, the main lobby and our, um, our sign-in or registration tables right there. And then we do have a, a common area. Um, last year we had the, the leather wall, uh, we had, you know, with all the, the patches and stuff. And we actually were able to put our black sheep leather family patch on the wall, which was kind of cool. Um, and so we have a, that's right next to the bar. So everybody can go there, grab a drink, start socializing. Um, and then we'll do, uh, that night. We actually may run some class. We haven't scheduled out the, uh, the event per se, but um, last time we did the taster and then we kind of had the opening ceremonies and stuff. So everybody kind of came in, got their stuff, settled in their room and then went to the taster and the taster is kind of a big social where there's different tables that you can go on and you'll see people. We didn't see a lot of, a lot of clicky stuff and everybody seemed to be, you know, by the end of the weekend, you'd see people that didn't know each other grabbing drinks and food at the, at the restaurant and, you know, or going down the street in big groups to go eat at any of the 87 different uh, restaurants that are within walking distance of the hotel. Um, so it pretty much has, you know, in the area, I mean, it's a, it's not a big hotel like the Omni or anything like that. This is a really small, um, old school hotel. Uh, it is dog friendly. There is a there is a, a fee for that if you need to if you need to bring your dog it is dog friendly and they do have a fee which would be separate um from the room fee but uh just to throw that out there um and yeah it's a it's an interesting place because the different event spaces it's not like you go to one area and that's where all the event spaces are they're thrown out throughout the hotel so you're constantly going you're constantly interacting and going to the different levels and stuff which is kind of interesting. So nice. when you say it's a hotel takeover, does that mean I can walk in the, the hotel and put a leash on Dawn and keep her leashed all weekend long? Or is it like 80% of the hotel, or 50% of the hotel I can do that in? Or is it just limit? Or is it really not appropriate at all in the hotel? Uh, we do have a hotel dress code policy that's listed on our website and will in, be in our booklets when you come to the event. Um, but it is no leashes. Collars are fine. Leather is fine. But everything needs to be covered because the restaurant is open to the public. So, uh, good. Well, that's good to know, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, very good to know. <laughs> yeah, we've been to hotel takeover events where there is a combination or it is nudity allowed in the hallway and sometimes not. And so, yeah, it's good to know up front. It's yeah. definitely one of the first things I ask. Am I allowed to be naked? No, that's good to know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, behind your doors, you do you, but yeah, in any of the public spaces, right. um, it's definitely, it's definitely family friendly. 
and we made that agreement with the hotel because of their staffing and stuff like that. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, honestly, for me personally, I prefer that kind of policy because if you go to a, a hotel takeover, it's like, oh, yeah, as soon as you walk in the door, take your clothes off and crawl around. I still got hotel staff that didn't consent to my behavior. Right. Right. So I only know of one event that you could do that. And that's because the hotel staff was given the weekend off. There you go. So but that's one out of 22 years of doing this around the nation. All right. I got one more question for you and I'm going to go around and each of you get to answer this question. This he is, loves to put people on the spot. That, well, you know that from right off the bat. My right? introvert self is like, no. <laughs> they, they've already agreed to have us present. We can't back out now. Okay. All right. All right. It's only next year that I'm putting in jeopardy, right? <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go around and, and I'll, 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 what I would like to know is you've done this your second year. So you've done this one year already, right? What, when you're done, the whole event's over. It's Sunday. It's maybe 3 or 4 p.m. and all the gears loaded out and you're leaving the hotel. Um, what is your emotional state after a weekend of running something like this? And I will start with Randy. Uh, well, so our emotional state was a little bit, we were exhausted. We were on the go the entire time. And realistically, you know, it was the four of us that were, that were, you know, monitoring most of the classes and dealing with any, you know, any issues, which thankfully we didn't have many. Um, and yeah, so as of the Sunday, um, almost at the end of the, of the weekend, uh, I went down to the front desk and purchased an extra day for us to have the suite because, I'm like, there's no way we're packing all this stuff up and getting all the rooms broken down and, and putting the leather wall away and talk to the, the hotel and said, look, we're going to take the suite for another night um, and we'll clean all this stuff up tomorrow morning. And they went, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, it was basically for me, it was, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know that feeling. Uh, how about you, Amy? Well, a a big shout out to our volunteers and to the Morehouse that stayed with us and and helped us clean up in the end and then had dinner with us and then probably watched me cry because that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) That feeling as well. (laughs) Uh, Krista? Um, Definitely exhausted, but I would also say that I was on like an emotional, like, happy high you know what I mean where you're just like wow that went so well like I'm energized from from the energy that just you know existed at that con and all the good feedback so um tired but happy very cool and how about you Dave uh satisfied and in need of a good scotch that was that was my my thought process and I think we did all have a good glass of scotch after uh, after we were done. Yes, there was much celebratory drinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Krista, you are the social media person, so I'm going to leave it to you uh, to wrap this thing up. Tell us about the event, when it's going to happen, where I find more information, if tickets are still available, and how quickly I need to act if I want to go. Um, so our event is January 28th through the 30th. Um, you can get our tickets online at anonm-s.com. 
Um, you can also find us on FetLife, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And um, tickets are available up until the week before the con. So definitely get them. Book your rooms before they run out. It, there's uh, They can run out, and we don't want that to happen for anyone. Um, but we can't wait to see everyone. Very cool. For podcast listeners, Dane and Dawn will be there as well as a lot of other great presenters. Sounds like a fantastic event. It sounds like we might want to reach out to our PXS crew and let them know about this event as well. And we're looking forward to it. We cannot wait to actually be back into that weekend of nothing matters except for power exchange and being around peers, people that understand who we are and how we interact without having to um, hide anything, being fully authentic. So we can't wait for this event. We can't wait to meet you guys. Guys, thanks very much for being on the uh, podcast with us today and letting people know about this event. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Don, get off my lawn. What? (laughs) You know, I don't know that I have time to actually have real-time power exchange relationships with human beings anymore. I thought robots were taking over. I think you watched the wrong movie. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I watched The Secretary 2042. It's the oh, new version. You may it, not be familiar it. with it. But fortunately, there's a variety of apps out there now that can assist us in our power exchange, Google Calendar being one of them. But the other one that I keep hearing about is obedience. And obedience is some kind of a habit tracker for BDSM couples. We're all about the habit trackers, but I don't think we've tried this one. We have not. And we've talked about it before. Um, and, you know, we, I can't, there's not much I can say about it because I don't know anything about it. Fortunately for us, we have Leah Leone on the podcast today to tell us about the obedience app. And Leo, uh, Leah Leone, let me start off with, you're not, you don't work for these guys or anything. You're just a customer, right? Yeah, just a just a non-paying customer because we've used the free version. <laughs> so, <laughs> so start off. Tell me what the, what's the app do and how do how do you how do you actually use it? Uh, so we toyed around with using it for probably a year because I think it's been out for a while. But we discovered it a while back and. We're like, oh, this is great. We should probably try to use this. Um, my dominant tried to figure it out. I tried to troubleshoot. It was very difficult to figure out what the best way to use it would be. So we kind of let it sit on our phones and on our devices for a while until we were like, all right, let's make a point. Let's figure this out. Let's try to use it. Um, so we've been using it. I think we've been going strong for probably about six or seven months that we've been using it pretty regularly. So So when you say you use it though, what does it do? So everyone gets their own version of the app. So the D types would get the dominant version because you, when you sign in and log in, you select like what role you're in. And then all the slaves or submissives would have their own version. So he sees a different view than what I would see. So um, he gets to set parameters, he gets to set the rewards, he gets to set the tasks. And then all I see is what is in there. And then I get to check off if I do them. So essentially, it's just a task tracker, um, more of like a habit tracker, because tasks and habits are a little different in our dynamic, like a task has an end date, like you complete it, and it's done. 
And I would say that this app is probably not favorable for those types of things. This is more of a daily habits, things you do on the regular, they're always reoccurring. And then you just, it's just kind of a, you know, one-stop shop for like, oh, what do I, what do I have to do today? That's outside my once in a while things it's every day of the week, like drinking water or going to the gym or something like that. So, but, but I, and I get it. I track things for myself, like drinking water and going to the gym. Is that the kind of thing in the task or is it more kneel at the feet of this or polish a boot or things like that? Yeah. I mean, you can essentially make it whatever you want. Like one of my tasks is going to the gym, but also one of my tasks is wear a butt plug for at least 25 minutes today. So you can check those off as you complete them. And then the amazing part is, is if you go over to your rewards, little hearts pop up and you gain points and then you get a reward depending on how many points that you earn you know, within the given day or week or whatever. See, cause that's, that's something that makes it a little different than the habit trackers that I use that kind of c- combines habit tracker with Pokemon. Cause I get, <laughs> there you, go. <laughs> oh, you get rewards and different kind of rewards, but, uh, yeah. Are you, <laughs> is the app then does, does master even have to log in? Does your dominant have to do anything or do the, the rewards yes. automatically happen or does he say, oh, you've done the three things? Yes. Yeah, so he would get an alert if I were to purchase an award, a reward with the amount of hearts points that I make. So um, he's got the app on his phone, obviously different view, but that would come in as a notification. Like Leia just bought um, an X impact scene because she earned 35 hearts. So then you purchase it and then he gets a notification and then it's like, all right, sir, let's schedule that. Like, so it is interactive, but it's not so cumbersome for the D types that they have to be checking up on you and multi, you know, micromanaging you and making sure they're putting in stuff. It's all on the S types to click the points, click when you've done something, and then he'll get the end result of it. But he can check it at any time. I can earn a spanking. There you go. See? <laughs> so in that scenario, I like that. I'm the one that's going into the app and saying, all right, I want Dawn to drink her water or I want her to um, be naked on her knees when I show up home from work which is tricky because I work from home. That's not important now. <laughs> right. And I that's worth 50 points. And I would also tell it for 300 points, you get the oral pleasure or something. Is that kind of how it works? Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So then if you want her to complete that task every day and she's earning 300 points or, you know, whatever every day, just keep in mind <laughs> that you might be doing your reward every single day if she if she is indeed on top of her tasks. So because that does I, take a little brain power. I, I, I know how to, uh, uh, there's a word for that. I'm an overachiever. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I can manipulate a system, I will figure out a way to manipulate a system. <laughs> you said you've been using the free version. I assume that there's a paid version 
what are the perks of the paid version? Obviously, um, yeah. So the paid version, it's not that much. Um, it is per user. I believe it's three dollars a month or twelve dollars for a year, but that would be per each user that's using it which doesn't seem like much, um, pretty affordable, but, um, I think some of the perks are, so with the free version, you only have a limit of seven tasks that you can put in, but I think it's unlimited when you go to the premium. Um, there may be more things that, you know, cool. Uh, I'm trying to open it up here and see if it says, uh, unlimited habits. Oh, you can set reminders. You can also set, um, the thumbnail. So if you don't want, so the original, the free thumbnail is it's a picture of a collar and it says obedience under, I mean, obviously you can change their name, I think on your phone, but it's pretty BDSM the way it looks. So if you want it to be a little bit more incognito, I think the premium version does offer other ways to change that little thumbnail, just so it's not so in your face cool. and then organization and stuff like that. So okay. sounds like you're a fan. Yeah, I like it. I really do. Um, it, it, it gets a little frustrating when I forget to put in, like when I forget to click that I've done something because there's these little dots. Every time you complete something, it fills in the circle. And if you don't, it just leaves that empty circle there all the time. Whenever you open the app, it's like, you didn't complete this for like three days in a row and you can never get rid of them. So that's a little discouraging for over-competitive people and, you know, high achievers like us, Don. but, um, <laughs> but it is more motivation than to get the stuff done and, and check it off. So can we use the app to find a submissive? that doesn't have a dominant or is intended for partnered couples already? Yeah. To my knowledge, you have to know who you're inviting to be like on your team, you know, kind of thing. So I don't think there's a social aspect to it at all. Good. I'm not a fan of the social aspect. I'm an introvert. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Leah Leone, thank you very much for being on the show and telling us about obedience. Uh, It, Sounds like something I'm going to have to pay attention to. As we continue the RV life, I am more likely to begin kind of long distance relationships. And it sounds like a great tool to help manage those. Yeah, I can see it being really beneficial for that. So, yeah, I would encourage you to check it out. And again, I'm not paid by them at all, and they do not sponsor me. So, I'm just a fan of the app. It's great. Very cool. Thank you. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or head over to YouTube and rate us over there, wherever you watch. Or just tell your friends. We appreciate the interactions, the comments, the emails. Feel free to reach out to us, either via Discord, Facebook, Instagram, or just write us, Dan and Dawn, at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don.